Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We know the podcast was messed up and you missed Monday, and we're sorry about that. And I'll tell you, we've been everywhere. You know, it's, it's like that old song you hear on the TV commercial, We've Been Everywhere, Man, or I've Been Everywhere, Man. These last couple weeks, there's been camps, there's been visiting people, there's been preaching at churches. Boy, we just got messed up. But we're, you know, we're back, and uh, here we are. We're, we're, we are on uh, our usual system, so you will hear that our voices sound a little bit better, almost maybe a little more radio-like, I hope. But we apologize for those first few days and for being late on getting yesterday's podcast out to you all. We we try to do better, and we're going to work harder at that. But life just happened, Stephanie Wesco. What do you think? I was just going to say, I was just going to say, we want to assure all of you out there that it was not late because we we worked really hard to get it out there. There's this wonderful thing called living in the country that I absolutely view as a haven. I love being where there's no reception, whether it's the mountains, the country. I love the mountains. Um, I, when I was a kid, dad, my dad took us there. We would go there and camp. So I, I absolutely love being in the mountains where there's no reception. But needless to say, we weren't in the mountains, but we had no reception. No reception. And, and we, we we were last minute, though, too. We we did three we podcasts were, that was not on Sunday. Fun. They should have been out by Monday. But we in, in our defense, we were working our guts out. We were. It was not because we were sitting around popping. Right. Chocolate. And we couldn't get them to broadcast. We couldn't get them over to the fellow who helps us and. Uh, yeah, you know, God just wanted us to go slow on Monday and make you guys write me a note saying it's not out there. And, uh, and it made Doug feel loved. It does. Sure. The more of you people who write me or say something to me, it makes me know you're listening. And listen, we do love you guys. And we do have a word for the day. And, uh, the word for the day, I think it's a good one healing. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when, when we think about healing, boy, everybody's at some level of healing in their life. Uh, yeah. it, it's just the way things go. Everybody's at some level of healing. And, you know, the Bible says, uh, in Mark nine twenty three, Jesus say unto him, if thou canst believe all things are possible, if thou canst believe, if you believe all things are possible to him that believeth." And I like that all things are possible. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not, believe only, and she will be made whole. I believe God is still healing today. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up the wounds. I believe God is healing us. Sometimes, Stephanie, I think it's a bit of a process. You know, some people say, man, God said it and it was done, so you're healed. Well, sometimes, especially with what we're going through, Stephanie, there's a little bit of a lingerer. You know, we it's not that we have unbelief. It's not that God can't heal us in one second. Sometimes the trial trial takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with PTSD. Um, and in, you know, speaking personally, um, when you have several sources of, of trauma, 
um, what I have found that's beautiful to me is how God brings healing to one of those traumas to prepare you to start healing in the next realm. And for me, you know, honestly, healing from everything that happened to Cameroon has proven easier as, as weird as that may sound, it's proven easier, um, than healing from other traumas. Yeah. And, um, I, but I think that's beautiful how God's grace, he doesn't say, I want you to just get better from all of this all at once. He takes us through these steps of faith, these steps of growth. And then we look back and say, I have no idea how I heal, how I brought, came to the point, you know, it's, it's, and I know you've said this to me. I never, you said, I never thought I'd hear the day you were even thinking about going target practice, you know, target shooting with your son. And to the point of, is it something I will ever enjoy like my boys do? Most likely not. I'm not, for one thing, I would much rather be in the kitchen learning how to make gluten free food. That just sounds more appealing to me. But I'm, but, but it's God that has brought me to the point of, you know, it used to be if I thought about going shooting, it would send me into a flashback. Just the thought of going shooting. Now it's like, okay, with God's help, I think I can do this. And to me, and now God's taking me to new steps. Are you willing to trust me to help you heal from things, you know, a yeah. whole new layer of things? Right. And that's what God does. His grace gives us each step that we need to to take that right. journey. Right. And, and I think that's the most important thing we understand. We don't, you know, we don't know where everybody's at in their journey. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a lot in your journey as you start talking about the terrible things you've been through and get to know people. And this may yeah. seem like a shameless plug, but we have a camp up in September there at Wounded Spirits Camp at uh, Camp Joy, Wisconsin. You can go out to woundedspirits.com, follow the link and sign up for that. But those kinds of things really help. It helps, you know, you come in under the radar a little bit. You never know who's going to be there. Uh, and everything that's at camp stays at camp and you're able to heal. You're able to get things out there and how you feel. There's a lot of crying. There's a lot of laughing. There's just a whole lot of God at these things. And, and you know, Stephanie, I think, uh, even though I, I feel like I'm, you know, except for triggers that show up once in a while, especially this last week was Triggerville, USA, but except for those triggers that show up once in a while, I really feel like God has done quite a work in me as far as healing from PTSD and the things I've went through. I, I stand here, uh, feeling like God has done quite a work in those areas. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and I'm thankful for that. But even with that, even saying all that, and I said that to say this, Stephanie is, a. Uh, Every time I go to a PTSD camp, I'm helped more. Every time yeah. I meet some guy or gal that's struggling from the most terrible, wicked thing or, you know, combat, molestation, name it. Being a cop, yeah. coming across dead people, name the thing. Accidents, being physically abused, beaten stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's all there. It's at the camp. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is the place where you go and you download this is the place where you go and, and you grab someone's hand. You know, uh, I saw ladies huddled together so much last year at camp that I don't think you could have fed a shovel in between there. I mean, it was just uh, to break them up. You know, that's just what happens. And us guys, we we're, we're, we hide when we hug. You know, we, we kind of do it in the back hallway and stuff when no one's looking. But, man, what does God do? It becomes a work. And people get so close to each other just in a one-week camp. It's like you – 
you've known people for years, if not your whole life after one week. I mean, everybody's that close, everybody. So we're just encouraging to come out, be part of the healing. And I think that's part of the healing, Stephanie. I think, I think camp helps. And uh, so that's what I wanted to say to you. I think camp helps. It's, uh, I still remember Stephanie's first camp. I still remember the first time we held a camp. We're coming up on eight years. And I can say this, Marin, we're a whole lot better at uh, camp life and at workshop life than we were eight years ago. God has allowed that part of us to evolve, I believe. He's given us some new ways of teaching things, new ways of getting people together. So come on out. Stephanie, we find ourselves in the book of Proverbs, the 22nd proverb, and we're on verse number nine. He that, how, what does it say? He that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. And, uh, man, I like that verse. It's, you know, this whole generosity thing. And, and, you know, it's a principle that God blesses people who are generous to others. It's, we see it throughout the Bible and, uh, uh, you know, people who give to the poor. I mean, you know, to me, part of the characteristics that we gain, and you can correct me here, Stephanie, but I know this happened in my life, the closer I get to God, one of those characteristics that I love so much that God ultimately gave me, because I, I, I gave before I was saved, but it was all about getting credit and stuff. But God allowing me to be generous with what God gives me is a pretty special thing. Yes. Well, and I love how it says that the person that has that does this, whose eyes, their eyes are always, when I see bountiful eye, it's this idea of their eyes are always looking for for the person out there that they can can shower God's goodness on them, that they can be an instrument of God's goodness. And that's, that's such a, I I was just honestly thinking of the church where we worked just this past weekend. Oh, they're great. And um, this last week was hard. I mean, uh, you said it was Triggerville USA last night was Triggerville USA for me personally. I mean, it's we're we're in a, we're in a Valley, on a yeah. personal level right yeah, now. Yeah, we're in a valley. Um, we are. We are. We're so mourning we're doing, the hurt. Yeah. So podcasts right now are being done by faith, not by feeling. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah. But all that to say, we were at a church um, over the weekend, and God used them to minister to my heart. You know, there's in a lady mine. in that church. Um, I have, let's see, we've been there how many times now? Three times? I think your family's been there three times, yep. Or no, this is our fourth because we were there 19. So 19, 20, 21, and 22. That is hard to believe. Holy Toledo. And you wrote a book there. So you've been there more than everybody. Yeah, I did. I went there to write a lot of my book. And there, so there's, I've I've talked with her four times, a lady in the church and her name's Heather. Oh, I love Heather. Oh, she is such a sweetheart. Oh, praise God for Heather. Yeah, she's great. she, She came up to me, gave me a note of encouragement and a card and um you know people in the church are giving me hugs and they're they're letting me know that they've been praying for me this year with my health issues and they're telling me how much they love us and care for us and god knew and then of course they spoil us rotten and and the love offering covered camp and allowed us to order in supper last night and just they're 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 yeah. what true Christianity is. I and, think one of the best churches in America, and we need to sh- oh. and we need to take a break right now. But I want to shout out that I want to shout out 
uh, that Emmanuel Baptist Church in Hebron, Indiana is as good as it gets. Folks, we'll be right back. We want to go ahead and go to a a break uh, so our radios can identify themselves and and, uh, maybe play a message from their sponsors. So hang on. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for waiting. We're right back with you. And, and, and Stephanie, talking about how someone like Heather changed your life, keep on going with that and the generosity of a church, because I think we all need to aim at being like Heather and having our churches like Emmanuel. Yes, well, she's, she's just, she's what a real Christian sister is supposed to be. That's she right. radiates the Lord, and, you know, she hasn't, she's not perfect. She, you know, I love it when I can talk with another sister in Christ And she's telling me, you know, we both can share our struggles with each other. We both can pray for each other. I shared some heavy burdens on my heart to her to pray for us. And and I know she's going to pray for us. And to have people like that who who are generous, who are looking for ways to be a blessing. Guess what? I, I am praying that God will shower, will keep this verse true for her and shower her with his blessing because she gave of her bread to me. I was poor in spirit. I was, I was internally saying, God, I'm going to minister. We're going to sing. We're going to do all this to glorify you. But inside I'm crying inside. My heart has been shredded. And then God brings across, not just Heather, there was other sisters in Christ there that were incredible, but God brought other people just all these people that made a difference in my life. And, and I, 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 there's such a beauty that I, I know God is going to bless them. Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, just shout now. And, uh, as we move into this next verse, Heather, you're awesome. Emmanuel Baptist, you're awesome. We love you guys. And, uh, and folks give up your bread to other people. That's the moral of that story. It made a difference in Stephanie's life, made a difference in my life. You know, as Heather ran out to the cars to say goodbye to us, you know, and I, I grabbed her by the hand and Debbie and I just looked at her and said, Hey, we love you. Thank you for being so great to us. And, you know, she radiates, radiates. We were sitting in the car and as she was looking in the window, she radiated God's love to us. And folks, be a radiator for God's love because it made a difference for Debbie and I. And we had a couple of the grade eight in, in the seats with us, and, and, and I'm sure they could see it. You know, yeah. you could see God's love, and, and that's so important. And uh, so this next verse, it says, cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. Boy, that'll be a great day, won't it? Yes. And the way we do that is we cast out the scorner. And I've told you a more modern day vernacular word, scoffer. We can think about it in a lot of ways, but they're, they, these are these people, you know, they're cynical. They, they spread discord. They hurt people. There's strife. This verse is talking about and, you know, the approach on things and it's shameful insults. I mean, you know, we know what a scorner looks like, don't we folks? We don't have to go very far. People insult. You're not going to believe this. Uh, Stephanie, one of the great people of the world, along with uh, my wife and Stephanie's dad and stuff. I'm telling you, man. And Stephanie's one of the great ones. And people about, now, I understand people bad mouthing me. You know, uh, you know, I'm a big retired army guy. Say what's on my mind. Try to serve God the best I can. People hate that. And and you know, honestly, Stephanie, I think the reason people get mad at you and me is I think the Holy Spirit is messing with the demons. That's that's what I think. 
you know, I, I think it casts off their demons. But I'm, I'm just going to say this to your friends. If you've got a scorner in your life, if you got somebody who's shamefully insulting people, if you got somebody who's hurting people, if you got somebody who's living that life, that type of contention, that type of bad thing, cast them out. That's the only way that stuff's going to cease in your life. You have to get rid of stuff. If these people don't get right now, the ultimate goal, I know some people out there say, oh, Brother Doug, you know, chapter 18 of Matthew's in the Bible. Well, try to do that. But I'm here to tell you that most of these scorners, you, you can't get anywhere with them. But, man, when you cast them out, and, and I'm on I'm on the uh, connection right now. Stephanie's in Indiana. I'm back in South Carolina, kind of. My mind's still in Indiana a little bit. I was going to say. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still in Wheatfield, Indiana, probably. But I, I will say this. We're talking with a lady who had to cast out people. And I'm talking. My wife and I have had to cast people out of our lives. But you know yeah. what? The, the craziness ceases when you do that, Stephanie. Tell us about it. It's a process that is scary. Um, a scorner, when you think of what a scorner is, they're cocky, they're arrogant, they they are boastful yeah. of their of their um, foolishness. Yeah. Sometimes of their crimes, they boast about them, and as long as they're in the picture, there is going to be trouble. Yep. Period. This is, this verse confirms that, and it doesn't just say contention will go out. It says, yea, strife and reproach. If you hang around with a scorner, there not only will be contention, yeah, there will be reproach. There will be damage done that cannot be wiped away. And we've seen this firsthand up close, personal, it's very raw, yeah. that a scorner leads to reproach, leads to damage, because this kind of person, they're egotistical maniacs, because the world revolves, honestly, we use the word narcissist, but a scorner is a narcissist. The world revolves around them. They are right. Yeah, they're divisive, they're divisive. Yes. However you say divisive, yeah, they're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, it's, this. this is a command. This isn't given in a suggestion. It's saying, Look, if you want to be blessed, if you want to see God work, it says cast out. That is a very strong word. It doesn't say, now let's, let, let's have a kumbaya meeting with them and let's try to figure out the best way that we can peacefully go. It says cast out the scorner. Get rid so of maybe them. Maybe we should start taking God at his word. That's right. We're not going to sit around and get the marshmallows and the Hershey bars and the graham crackers and <laughs> let them continue to scorn people and stuff. We're, we're, yeah. we're kicking them out. We tried a Matthew 18 thing. If it's not working, if they're hurting you, if they're hurting your family, stop the nonsense. And, uh, and you know what though, Stephanie, it's so hard because some of these people we love, some of these people are family. But I will say this, you know, God doesn't give us bow legs. He doesn't give us footnotes to say, hey, bow legs one, footnote one, uh, unless it's family. No, God's saying that we got to realize some things in our life. And those things we got to realize is people that hurt us need to go. People that, uh, uh, you know, it's, that's not love. You know, yeah. it, it, hurting people is not love. You know, hurting is not helping. Hurting is not loving. I mean, it's, there's another yes. side and, and, you know, I, I think we get so messed up, Stephanie. And, and I mean, you can help me with this, but I think in today's society that because of narcissism, because of the way this world is run, people actually think there's something of value in all this. Yeah. And there's nothing of value. And so, no. 
So we Not say, at all. Yeah, so we say to you, just cast that out. So, Stephanie, if you had to tell somebody how to handle casting someone out, what would you say? Well, I would say <clears throat> that um, you obviously have to, you know, we have to approach any situation where there's a, where there's separation, where there's walking away from somebody. Look at the life of Christ for an example. And obviously, depending on the person involved, the response is going to be different. But when I look at the, this verse, it uses the word scorner. And so when I look at the life of Christ and look, he responded to the scorners of his day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, how he responded to them. It was blunt. It was forthright. And it wasn't, it wasn't politically correct. Jesus, you know, I mean, Jesus called out scorners because very often a scorner is a Pharisee. Very often they are the legalists. Very often they, they know what God's word says and they have revelation from God that they need to give you because you're an idiot and they are God's anointed. That's right. They know more than everybody. Yes. And Jesus had some very, okay, I'm in my room and my ADHD just kicked in because they must be playing fetch because I just saw a thing fly through the air so high that I saw it from my window. Mm. Sorry, that that's the joys of my ADHD kicking in. But all that to say, back to Jesus and the, and the scribes and Pharisees, he called them whited sepulchers. He said, you're whited sepulchers full of dead Ben's bones. That doesn't sound very politically correct it doesn't sound very um loving and forgiving no it's it's called truth hey, and hey, that's how you deal with a scorner that's how you deal with it listen folks we're right up at the end of our time we sure do love you get a hold of us at helpful wounded Spirit. spend me send me something a message or whatever an email at doug at wounded spirits.com anyway we can help we want to catch up tomorrow on the retreat things that are going on we're going to do that make sure you come back tomorrow morning Uh, Folks, listen to every word Brother Eric's going to say with a smile that only God can give you today. Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, You must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. 
We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.